0: The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable.
1: Well, it certainly is powered by Media Stable. Nick Hayes with you. Hello, Lana.
0: Hello, Nick Hayes.
1: Lana Hilkawani here. Um, (laughs) Got a little bit of a different tangent here, Yeah, I'm excited. We we tend to – we talk to the big media, we talk to the great experts that are out there, and our guest is none of those.
0: Oh, that's a bit rough. (laughs) Oh, no, isn't it a bit rough? But, you know, who
1: could this possibly be? Now, look, I mean – it is a student, a student of media and and I you know look. this is what I really want to tap into over the next twenty five thirty minutes is to understand what it is to work and to and to and to do the academics of being in the media. His name's Adam Tullio. he is doing the whopper course the post grad
2: down at e c u welcome Adam thanks for having me guys and the intro was fantastic
0: ah, <laughs> we've I've, done this a few times the, Sometimes are better than I don't others. No, it's
2: a little insulting. It sort of referred to he's not an expert and he's not big media. Oh, I am not an expert, but I am going into the media, which yeah. is really exciting. And
0: you're going to be big media. Media, I uh, reckon. Well, that's what we say yeah. to a
1: lot. Cause and to paint the picture here for Media Stable mm-hmm. as a whole, the experts that sit on the Media Stable uh, platform, we encourage very much to get involved, particularly with the students that are coming through the system, because you just don't ne- you never know. And we've talked about this before. We just had Janine Chatfield on the podcast just recently.
0: Janine was great.
1: Janine was great. And, you know, to have someone who was a helper at a Meet the Media event and also to a user of our product end up being an EP at one of the biggest FM programs here in Perth, you just don't know who you're dealing with. What are your ambitions, Adam?
2: Well... I kind of got into broadcasting because I was surrounded by it my whole entire life. From a young age, watching TV with my grandma, because she would watch the news at five, the news at six, the news at seven, <laughs> and any late news that was on, she'd yep. watch it as well. Mm. And a matter of fact... I hated the news. Yeah. I hated it. I wanted to watch the fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that. No kid
2: ever likes the news. No. Especially if The (laughs) Simpsons were on or something along those lines.
0: Totally. But
2: the worst part about it, it was not really the bulletin she cared about. It was the weather. (laughs) <laughs> the weather, she wanted to see the weather on SBS, on ABC, on 10 News First, on Nine How nine funny, seven.
0: was she comparing them do you reckon? Yeah. Oh how cute, yeah my parents were a bit the same So what happened? You hated the news and then you didn't
2: <laughs> I hated the news until I went into high school and I found a love for performing arts and drama Right. Did a lot of theatre shows, you know, with, with friends and, and I kind of found a love for performing but i always knew acting was never a sustainable career
0: ah
2: clever and then it took monica coss from, from, oh, from ex-
1: channel 9
2: channel former, 9 ex-
1: former channel 10 and former channel 7 in 1 year
0: hello mon yeah. hello mon
2: monica coss to convince me to apply for broadcasting over a phone call in melbourne because she's a family friend of mine.
0: Oh wow! How cool is and, that?
2: And and I'm I'm really good friends with her son, and um, we went to primary school together actually oh, for wow. a couple of years. Wow! And we've remained in contact ever since. So what did she say to you? She said, "Well, you you like performing, and you and you seem to be interested in about in in what's happening around town, being connected to people, and telling stories." Why don't you consider broadcasting?
0: Oh, wow. Mm. That's awesome. And
2: she was the one who really changed my mind. So I applied and my parents, obviously, through being being friends, the family, they obviously heard what she was saying to me and they went, you know what? We really think this would be good for you. And I'm lucky I had really supportive parents who pushed me towards media. I tell you what, Lana, I didn't. I don't have a Monica Coss in my life to talk to
1: me about <laughs> going towards media, but uh, I tell you not a bad pedigree. Uh, oh, absolutely. Of media.
0: But that's really I think having that whether or not they come from that, you know, an industry that you ultimately end up heading to, having that older person or more experienced person that's able to say, "Hey, I reckon you'd be really good at this." Yeah. It's so important.
2: Well, she was she was really a mentor yeah. in a sense. And I mean, I've never really asked much of anyone in my life to, you know, for direction, but I feel like a lot of a lot of older people find responsibility in guiding younger people towards their dreams, and, and Monica Monica is a very selfless person.
0: That's awesome, and she mm.
2: guided me towards that, and I'm forever grateful. And and um, I applied for an undergraduate degree in broadcasting at ECU.
1: Under the great Andrea Burns, um yes. you know the former Joe Steamed. McManus there and yeah. uh, Adam Papalia. Yes. Oh, I mean cheapest. Look at the pedigree of media that just sits in that group. But what does a young person do? Why do you do this? Because a lot of people tell us and, and particularly your age group, your demographic, are saying yeah, media doesn't really it doesn't get to me unless it's got social in front of it. Social media is all the grab. What what is it about traditional media that you're looking at?
2: I think it's the biggest lie of all to say that traditional media has no work in it. Yeah. Because I think by everyone uh, tran- um, transferring that myth to other people, it actually it actually deters people from it. So the the majority of people won't even consider a career in media. But that, ma- that minority who have dreams and who have a passion for media will find work because there's a whole bunch of people who were iffy about it and didn't ever pursue a career.
1: Yeah, but Adam, I mean, there's, you, you are of a generation, and, and, and call me out if I'm just broad sweeping here, though, that have never you know, paid for a newspaper.
2: Picked up a newspaper and read it from cover to cover. Is that is that a fair assumption yeah, there on your generation? I think it. I think it is a fair assumption. Yep. I think we only watch free to air with our families. Yeah. You know, with those. You know, the lead up to MasterChef. You sure. know, s- things like Celebrity Apprentice or whatever. Lego, Lego Masters. Lego Masters. Whatever. Watch out! He comes. Survivor.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, Survivor. Lego oh. Masters. I am a massive Lego. I know Master. you are. It's a good show. I it know is you are. One of the greatest family shows going around. But it's
0: true. The, the old days of having the TV on, kind of all the time, are, I think are gone. Mm. You might like extend yourself to the occasional free-to-air viewing, but not, you know. But not the competition's
1: all the time. tough. I mean, it it we, you, you're growing up in a generation now that's got access to online Netflix. All of the stands, the, the kind of platforms that we... we we grew, I grew up when we didn't... We, we grew up at the time of the, the emergence of a mobile phone. The brick. We carried a brick and the the first game that you could get was Snake. Snake, oh, yeah. Oh. I was I did pretty play good at Snake.
0: Snake is yeah. awesome. I, I used <laughs> to steal my dad's
1: phone and play Snake. <laughs> right. Mm. But, you know, why? Why are you doing this? Because, again, I want to understand what it is for a young person to look at, you know, media, and I'm talking traditional media, I'm talking the print, radio, television, the media that we all love and adore, Mm -hmm. and and particularly from my
2: demographic, but why does a young person, why are you drawn to it? I feel, for for myself personally, I feel like... I really like telling stories about people. I'm a, I'm a big people's person. I like going out. I like meeting people. I like understanding what drives people. And that's exactly what the media does. Mm-hmm. And that's why as a young person, I've always really looked at media as a profession that tells human stories. Yeah. And even if it is news, you know, someone's been, you know, shot and the police are in an incident or something about someone's, you know, cancer survival story or something – um, you know, anything that tells a human story, I'm interested in. Mm. And that's just a personal thing. I really want to be a part of telling other people's stories. And that's why I got into media. Because it, t- it takes, you know, it takes a certain type of person to want to tell those stories. And it comes with a burden as well. I've realized that through my study. There are really nice things that happen when you're a part of the media and there are really horrible things. Oh, yeah. it's
1: like any industry though, isn't it? Really, when you think about it, you know, yeah. You know, being a police officer, oh, it's lovely, to, you know, do the walk down the street, everyone respects you and loves you. Who? I, well, that's what we were taught back in the days I when I was do. in the academy. I definitely still um, do. <laughs> I don't
0: have a problem with authority.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's amazing though because I think, you know, I still, I think if we've learned anything during the COVID times and particularly when any major disaster happens, um, bushfires, yeah, uh, issues such as um, terrorism, etc. We do turn to traditional news. It's a trusted platform, and I think also too young people do as well. And I was always told early in the early days, Lana, you never actually ever picked up a newspaper until you bought your first mm. house. Because that was your first financial, or you bought a car, or your first financial big outlay that you you want to keep an eye on. How are other cars doing? How are other houses going? True. So you sort of it's it's not it's it's pretty easy to say to someone you haven't p- picked up or bought a paper. I don't think I picked up or bought a paper back in the day when I was a young fella growing up. But I tell you what, I read it back to back when. North Melbourne was doing all right (laughs) uh, (laughs) in the
2: 90s. Well, papers are considered for older people. That's the stereotype when you read a paper. Now, when you were saying about traditional media, it's funny because when we went to our April COVID lockdown for three days, when we got the press release um, from the state government saying that there was a press conference and everyone was bickering saying there is a COVID case, all 16 of us postgraduate broadcasting students, not the fact that, you know, we enjoy print and television and radio media what we all did was we went into our common room turned on the tv and watched it yeah Yeah. no questions no one asked anything we didn't even go on our phones or anything we want went in front of the tv watched abc and watched that press conference and that shows
1: it does and i think it's not just you It, it is everyone i mean you know Lana, we don't – I love the criticism that people have of press conferences. Why do the the journalists ask such silly questions? If you've ever been to a press conference, there's a lot of silly Mm. questions. (laughs) There is, generally. It's just that these are more visible and they're more public. They're more uh, presented in front of the general public because of such a massive issue being lockdowns. And, you know, when a government says we're going to take away – your liberties. We're going to take away yeah. your ability to go and move around mm-hmm. and 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 actually be social human beings. Then these are big
2: times. And as a student broadcaster as well, you realise that you start off making stupid, making stupid comments and asking stupid questions. <laughs> and it's just a fact. Uh, you you learn that those stupid questions never die. Yeah, <laughs> But they never die. They need to be asked.
1: Well it's it's what the public wants to know. They want to know if they can go and if they want to go and get and get a steak. Can they go and, you know, buy a bottle of grog down at the thing? These are I mean, these are silly things to be covered. <laughs> these asking, are the big issues. Maybe mm-hmm. the health interests but they're the things that happen to and are important to the public. And yes. t- important to the audience and that's what it all comes down I to. I
0: reckon it's cool though that like I cannot recall a time in my life where press conferences were live and watched by the general population. Mm. And I remember I got a text for that April lockdown because that was just before my wedding. I got a text from a friend and they said, um, what time is the Mark McGowan presser? And even that word presser, yeah, that wow. is not generally used by people outside the media. Lingo.
1: The yeah, <laughs>
0: totally. And I was like, oh, I love that they're texting me because they obviously think I'm I'm in the know. Well, you, you
1: sort of I'm kind not. of are.
0: Well, not really. But I was like, presser, hey? <laughs> yeah. How, how good is that? We I mean, good lingo. and bad. Yeah, we yeah. all love the lingo.
1: Now, let's talk about the course um, because we've – We discussed it with Janine Chatfield the other week and we we raised the issue there that um, through the postgrad that comes out of ECU is that it's 100%... Success rate in employment. I don't know if they tell you that at the very beginning and put all the pressure on you.
2: They don't tell us because then we know they they know we'll drop out and then we'll just try to make that one hundred percent rate stay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they'll be
2: they'll be like no pressure. The but rebellion. <laughs> we, we just want to have a word with you, Adam. No.
1: Yeah, uh, look, and Andrea Burns has taken over from the great Joe McManus and uh, and Adam Papalia, which uh, is a funny story with Adam Paps. Uh, he was one of my first producers when I did a a weekend uh, a week weekend. With Nick Hayes, God, I made a mess of it. But cool poor old Pat was way. my producer. I had to get him into panel operate because I didn't know how to panel. But um, <laughs> that was the management at the time, and didn't last much longer than that. But um, you've got some very good uh, people down there teaching. The, uh, I guess the the question I want to raise around this is, and this is for all of the students that are down there, is that what 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 is it? What is it that you know they're teaching you? That is. Is different to every other media course that's running around the country that doesn't have the success that the
2: Whopper Postgrad uh, down at ECU has. I think it's a couple of things. It's the lecturers have years and years of broadcast experience. Yep, and they have gone through the highs and the lows of it, and they know exactly how it operates. Yep, and because of that, they can teach us how to be adequately equipped to virtually enter the industry at any point when we finish. And I mean, we've seen some graduates who September, August, will will actually leave the course, submit all their assignments and get jobs. Mm. Not not even completing the full length of the course. I I mean, they submit their assignments, so they do get their qualification, but they'll leave early. Yeah. Yeah. So it really shows that the students are equipped. And I mean, Andrea is a very very good lecturer she spends so much time with us showing us the ins and outs of what to do what not to do and even going in for air checks after radio shows she honestly picks out every little detail of things that aren't you know can be developed or have gone wrong and it's a benefit to us that we have that time and attention because in the future if we make those mistakes in the industry that could be life or death She'll be air checking this too, Adam. Life
0: or death, I love it. But you know what? I also think if you're around, if you're in a highly competitive environment, you'd tend to level up. Mm. And I think that you know, not only the lecturers but the other people, you know, you've all competed really hard for this place in the course. I mean, it's got to be one of the most in demand. You yeah. know, hard to get into courses in the country, surely.
1: You you, you you would, if you just even get a place, of course, you, you just go, that's a no-brainer, I'm, I'm going for it. If, if, I, if I get through, get me on it.
2: Now, I remember my audition process very vividly. Mm. That has stuck with me forever. <laughs> I mean, it was only six months ago. I was going to say, how
0: long ago was it? <laughs> it still
2: sticks with me. I remember it was Joe McManus and Andrea Burns who uh, – were doing my, um, my audition and Mark Gibson was also sitting in oh, wow. on my audition. yeah And I remember going down to the studio floor. So there's a TV studio that we have. It's beautiful, beautiful facilities, got a green screen, um, got a white, nice white wall and four beautiful cameras. I'm, I'm dreaming of it. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, anyway, I sit at the news desk and Andrea uh, is going through some tongue twisters because they want to see how we cope under pressure when we just get a list of tongue twisters. Ah, And one of the words on that tongue twister list was the drug that tr- um, Donald Trump took to cure his to cure his uh, COVID. And I will not say this on the podcast because I will butcher it. Oh, yeah. Okay. What it, is... No, don't. Go don't it's man. got
0: cues in it, doesn't it? I
2: think it was hydro uh, Oh yeah, wow, well go. done, well done. Yeah. I, I, wasn't even, I wasn't
1: even going to give a crack at
2: it. I think it's that. Andrea will tell me off if it's wrong, <laughs> but I remember saying it fifteen times, and Andrea was going no, yeah. no, try again, no, and then I'm just breaking at the tenth uh, at the tenth time. I'm just like I cannot do this. Wow. This is too difficult, and I just. Oh, that stuck with me forever.
0: Wow. So what was, I guess, what was the, I mean, you obviously did well enough. You coped well enough with the pressure to, you know, to get through. It's just
2: task after task after task when you're on the studio floor. Mm. So you do a finance read, you do a news update, you do um, a radio advert that you read, you do an ad lib weather report, and then you do the, the tongue twisters. Then they take you up to the office and then they ask you interview questions and they're typically hard wow. questions about your life. That's huge. And they want to they know if you're suited towards broadcast and you have no idea what they're going to ask whatsoever. Sure. They could ask about your personal life. They could ask about your experiences previously in broadcast if you've done an undergrad they could ask how your day was. Yeah. You don't know.
0: Media style grill.
2: Oh, look. <laughs> it's
1: great. Hat, hats off. And it's a good thing that you're not in sports broadcasting because uh, uh, hats off to Papalia when he has to mention tennis players, oh. particularly from the Eastern oh, uh, block.
0: <laughs> I have no idea how he gets those <laughs> names
1: out. And, and, I'll, and I'll regale a little story with you, Adam. Um, I remember doing one of my first live crosses to 6PR, Paul Murray. Mm-hmm. And I had to say the president of Indonesia's name. Now, I'll give it no. to anyone. If anyone can pull that off, I – bang, bang, yinny, yinny, oh, no, no, I can't even do it. You, you – know, <laughs> It was one of the toughest ones I'm sitting there going, and I have absolutely butchered the name. And I went, oh, and – I went and practiced for weeks. <laughs> this weeks.
0: is a special talent area of yours, though. You do tend to get last names a little bit wrong. Uh,
1: always, always. it's, it's. it's <laughs> I just want to make people know, make sure that they know it's me at the other end. Because if I did get it right, yeah. they wouldn't think that you know it's, oh, it's it someone else. So what happened when they changed president? Oh, that even gets even harder. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know who's president now. Now, moving on, we've got it. We've got to dive into deep because I think that the the beauty of this particular podcast, and for those that are listening, they're experts, they're commentators, they're media as well, but they're people that are. Looking to engage it. And I, th- I love the fact that, um, you know, you walked into the, the offices here of Media Stable and had a, a chat to John Salvando, one of the legendary
0: yeah, program producers. directors yeah.
1: as a producer and the, your love of producing. And I think, you know, I love that. And I think John quietly went, this is my kind of kid. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's just a passion and energy that you have for that that um, has caught our attention. Where does that come from, Adam? I mean, you, you mentioned grandma growing up. You did all all of that, but is it is it something there that you feel I've got to be a part of the story? I've got to tell stories, or is it just that um, you know what? It's it, this is a great this is a great opportunity.
2: And there's, I think, for me, just the fact that you don't do the same thing every day yep. yes. as a producer is the greatest gift of all. Yeah. I, I see a lot of my friends who are graduating or have graduated and are out of uni, they're sitting in offices. They're doing the same thing that they studied for every day yep. <laughs> and they are a specialist in one thing. Yeah. A broadcaster and especially a producer is knowledgeable about all fields but yep. not a specialist yep. in one particular field. They're a specialist in broadcasting yep. but they need to become experts of the day in oh, I reckon, I reckon you
1: must have listened to Gareth Parker's uh, podcast. You know, remember, Lana, when he mentioned, I'm an expert of everything, but about a centimetre. D- yes, he yep. did
0: say that. Yeah, so true. And,
1: and I think that is the gorgeous and most beautiful thing about working in the media. As bad a day as you mm-hmm. might have had, it can only get better the next day. That's but there's a, there's a little negative thing that comes with that, Adam. As good a day as you might have just
2: had, oh, well, you've got to do it all over again tomorrow mm. <laughs> and hope that it might get as good as that and and with producing as well, just the immediacy and especially with radio yeah. um being at being at six p r it is a station that is is run by news of the day mm. and just the the fun aspect of seeing a story, seeing a press release, and just giving that person who's on the press release a call and getting them on air yeah. 20 minutes later is fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. It's like,
2: it's like an adrenaline rush. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. when they're on air, you go, Yeah, that was me. Nah, I like that. <laughs> and then you subtly sit back, but you don't say anything. That's what's going on through your head.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love it.
2: Who are your media heroes? Who do you look oh, up to? Oh, good question. There's a couple of people who I do look up to. I mean, oh, it's always awkward talking about this because I, I feel like when, when you are in media, you silently have idols. Ah, I mean, a couple of them, I'd probably say, I love Christiane Amanpour. I really love her interviewing style. I mean, one of the best international journalists ever really, really find her CNN program engaging and how she can just bring out any aspect of information from any guest, whether Mm. it's something they don't want to talk about or something they do want to talk about. Yep. I also really like Michael Usher. Yep. Michael Usher, I've been watching the latest since it went to air the first time. I think... The latest as a program and as a news program is very conversational and very much directed towards a general listener, where I feel like the news sometimes can isolate people because it's a reader talking at you. Yeah. And the art of broadcasting, at, at least what we're taught at ECU, is not to talk at people but talk to people yes. and engage them. Even if it's a news reader reading an auto cue, you still have to have that personable yes. aspect. Yes. Mm.
1: Is, is there
2: uh,
1: local, anyone locally running around that you... Apart you, from Monica. Yeah, apart from Moni- Moni- you Monica you was my well, you yeah. name. On, you can't name Mon you can't name Mon because... <laughs> That's we know, unfair. We know where that comes from. <laughs> that is unfair. Yeah, but I, I, is it... Because uh, I, I, I feel that your, your, your direction towards producing... Might be even a producer might more be the 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 hero of the story the hero of the that 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 uh, pedestal that you're going to put them on is it is it that or is it uh, there is a particular broadcaster that still gets you
2: I honestly I think I really do like Gareth Parker Yeah I really do and I'm not just naming the whole six pr lineup <laughs> I like Gareth Parker I really like Liam Bartlett. Yeah. I really find those two have... It's kind re- of a big deal, Liam. They've changed <laughs> the whole landscape yeah. of Perth Media in, in the last six months, I reckon. Ratings through the roof. I know.
0: Yeah, and it, it sort of... I mean, it would have been a, a tough environment initially because... People don't like change and no. they made some massive changes. Huge and changes. I agree with you. They've come out the other side and it's really different yep. and I'm a fan. You know, not that I wasn't before I was, but I was sort of thinking, gee, this is going to be interesting to see mm. how the changes pan out. Oh, if,
1: you, if you looked at all the predictions that were going on, particularly with Breakfast, to go from a, a duo to just a one-person yeah. show – that was a big change, and I think Gareth has nailed it. And I think Liam, and and I, and Liam is such you know he's the absolute professional in this space, and you know he is he's not new to radio. He's been doing it for the longest of long times, but he knows how to go after it. He knows how to do it—a story that not many other broadcasters today can mm, do. True, and uh, and it's been very impressive. Um. Just on the Whopper course, getting back to Whopper and, and all of that is it, it seems quite intense because it, look at you, doing a little bit of some work experience down here at Media Stable, but w- it, it seems quite intense. It's a full-time job. It looks like you guys are uh, really working it
2: hard. They make the, they make the most out of this uh, 12 months, don't they? Andrew and Paps really crack the whip on us. Yeah. Um, we don't sleep at night. No. So we, we, we haven't been able to sleep for since we started the course. I Hang love on. it. No. Nah.
0: What? Is that a, that's a no, joke, right? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no one was laughing. I was like, oh, my gosh. No, I can
2: see it no. in his
1: eyes. I can see it in his eyes. But I think that's a little message out there to Andrea and Paps. Cat. Take it easy. Little <laughs>
2: no. They, um, they really look after us. And yep. we go to uni on Tuesday to Friday, 9 to 5. So it is like a full-time job.
0: Totally, yeah.
2: Um, And when we get into TV semester, we start at 7am on our daily, when we do our 6pm style news broadcast, we start at uh, 7am and we finish at 6pm.
0: Wow, big days.
2: Our our bulletins go out at uh, 5pm and it's a 30 minute bulletin and we go get the stories shoot everything ourselves interview everyone put a piece to camera together where we present just like a 12 second clip in front of the camera yep and we and we edit it all together and go and put that to air and awesome. we do the presenting we do the cameras we do all the um, all the director stuff so putting actually making all the the pictures go to air with the presenters and everything and that and the same for radio we produce our shows we present our shows we acquire talent we we do everything yeah, yeah. and they want to teach us all of it
1: now, I, I want to be a little self-indulgent from a media-stable perspective mm-hmm. here just for a moment in that all right. uh, we do feed content through. And we did say from the outset, for all experts and commentators out there, if a student does come to you, make sure you work with them. Yeah. Get to know them. And I think if there's one thing that we'd learned particularly from Janine back in the day, was that she still remembers those that helped and supported her during as, as a student uh, to her role as an EP at 94.5. Yep. What does it mean to you to have that access to the kind of experts that are available there? Because I think just for the – even just to do your university uh, uh, assignments and work stories, that you dealing and working with real people, real experts,
2: the actual experts that the media
1: works with, how important is that to you?
2: Oh, it is so important that we find experts that can actually speak to the media. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people who are well-researched in their field don't necessarily have media training or can speak. yes yeah, so true. With you guys, and, and I mean, it's shameless plug, but <laughs> that's all right. Um, your talent that you have and that we've been able to access through WAPA has been a real asset to all of our radio shows, especially. We know that they can speak to the media. We yeah. know that you trust them as experts, yeah. and we can trust them as experts. And we will use them in the future if we really enjoy the stuff that we are working with. And I mean, I have to say, I haven't had a bad experience with any expert from Media Stable as of yet, Nick. Oh, <laughs> good. That was it was a leading question, Adam, and I wasn't we'll, quite
1: sure where that was actually going to go. I can change the direction. All I notice. Yeah, <laughs> no, and that's pleasing to hear. And again, and it's and it is our commitment to to the students of media as well. Is that. Uh, It's not about talking to Liam Bartlett. It's not talking to Neil Mitchell or Ben Fordham. Uh, The the student that is coming forward and doing a radio assignment or a newspaper television assignment, it's important to them. And I tell you what, it's all relationships. Mm. At the end of the day, media is relationships. And if you can get them young, get them old, get them anywhere in between the middle, that's what it is. It's yeah. a relationship.
0: I think it's really important though for our experts as well because, you know, you, the first time you get called up by a producer and I can vividly remember the, the first time I was called up by a radio producer or even a TV producer, <laughs> you don't know the questions to ask. You have no idea what's going on unless you've obviously done a TV or radio interview before. Yep. Having that training ground for our people, Nick, you know, yeah. and for any talent that you're dealing with, like, it's, it's so important and it is a relationship thing. But I think you know our experts and commentators can always get better.
2: Actually, th- I want to give a shout out to someone in particular. Ooh. Marnie Lishman was the Ugh. first person I ever contacted for media stuff. Oh, you
0: are so lucky. She's a wonderful human.
2: <laughs> I remember it was. Two years ago, I contacted her, um, yeah. asking for an interview um, for a. Uh, it was a doc- it was a documentary piece that I did for radio broadcast on digital dating. So people who would, you know. Resort to Tinder, Bumble for the dating because every uh, corner pub in Perth had apparently been destroyed and you can't meet people in <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anymore. Can't anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And she was so accommodating. She helped me with the research as well. She, um, Because obviously when you are trying to put together a specialist topic, you need experts to help you and yes. guide you. yep. And she was willing to work with me and... Marnie is the person I will go to for anything relating to psychology.
0: Oh, Marnie's a legend. She's
2: a legend. There's yeah. no doubting that. And I t-
1: also too know that a lot of our experts know and understand that uh, it doesn't matter whether you like I said, talking to a, a Ben Fordham or talking to a student, you want to help. You totally. Wanna, you want to mm. do it and you want to practice and you want to get it out there. So Marnie Leishman, a legend. Hey, Adam, we ran out of time.
0: That but went so quick. It did
1: go so quick. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you for spending some time with us at Media Stable. Um, I want to thank the whole whopper, the whole postgrad under the under postgrad, whatever we call it. Yep, yep. That that course, that <laughs> course where everyone gets a job in the media. That course uh, is uh, and for using what we what we do. And yes. I think that's um, you know, we're always going to be there to support purely for the fact that we also know the benefits that come from it. But Adam, I tell you what, mate. Uh, producing, why not presenting, brother? Look at you <laughs> and the microphone. I've
2: never, I've never said no to presenting. Yeah, it's but I genuinely believe if you can be a good producer and you can work your way to having a credible uh, profile as a producer, you can present. Yeah. yeah, because you have all the skills. You are pre-interviewing all your talent. You are, you know, finding people to speak to. You are speaking to people, more people than a presenter would probably speak to. Sure. Because you're going through more people before the presenter gets that one person that you're speaking to. All right, mate, what does this sign mean? Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up.
1: (laughs) And look at it. it, Andrea, Adam, you're teaching him beautifully. I love it. And you can sense, Lana, that media is in good hands. It is. The future of media is in good hands. Yes. And we look forward to hearing more about your career, Adam. Another good one, Lana. Yeah, we
0: certainly do. Thanks for coming. Thanks Thanks for for having me.
1: Thanks for coming on in. And if you're uh, up for another expert or another media, uh, we'll have one next week. Look forward to speaking to you then.
0: You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.